4: Down the bitch gang. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where is here's the thing. You can check the score.
1: Hustle hard, couple scars. Ran bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble,
3: y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stopping
4: one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's have the guts. we here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
1: Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander, with me on tonight's episode. Today's episode, whenever you may be listening to this, uh, Tropical Blanket at... That is his Twitter handle, Alex Toledo. We also have Brian Fonseca. You can follow him on Twitter at on Brian Fonseca NY. This should be up on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel, but also everywhere that you find podcasts. We are going to unpack the 119-115 Miami Heat victory over the Utah Jazz on Monday night. This was a much-needed win for the Miami Heat. They come up in another clutch game down the stretch. It ends with a big Tyler Hero 3 with a minute to go. We are going to go over our takeovers, talk a lot about what we saw tonight, what may be translatable, go forward um, and dive into all the ins and outs. But before we do, I want to shout out two of our great sponsors here at the Five Reason Sports Network and at Five on the Floor. And the first is A, Aggressive Insurance. They are an insurance broker agency that's been servicing South Florida for over 15 years. Lynette offers auto insurance homeowners insurance condo life insurance retirement programs free notary service to all clients Lynette and her team represent all the leading insurance carriers in South Florida. So if you have a bad driving record, no problem. No driver is refused. Free phone quotes even. The website is insurance by That's with two N's and two T's. Insurance by two N's, two T's. in A aggressive insurance nine five four-five eight one eighty eight hundred. A aggressive insurance nine five four five eight one eighty eight hundred. The second sponsor is the one y'all know I play all the time and that's prize picks. Use the code five, get your initial deposit matched. It's daily fantasy simplified. Use, uh, uh, that code to get your initial deposit matched. You can play different sports, different players up to six picks, flex plays, power plays went up to 10 times your money. Lots of cool. Um, Different promos that they run there, prizepicks.com, great desktop application, but even better app you can use right on your phone. Use the code five, get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. That is daily fantasy simplified. Use the code five now, prizepicks.com. All right. So here we go with this ball game, right? And um I think there's a few things that we need to jump into. Um the rotation is starting to shape up i think uh there's been some weird stuff with bam out of bio in these last few games that i think's worth talking about gabe vinson played really big tonight but i want to start here and that's this de- heat defensive slippage and we saw it particularly in the first half um and it had a lot to do with this weird thing that's happening where positional slippage is a major issue for the Miami heat. And that's not something that's typically uh, something that we see from a Miami heat basketball team, but they have a situation where the strong closeouts, the, as the ball is swinging, making sure that you're keeping up with it, that kind of stuff has been lost recently. We saw it tonight. There was a dude named Simone, Fontecchio, I'm butchering his Fantechio. name. Fontecchio, Fontecchio. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I they feel p- like you almost slurred. <laughs> I, I might have slurred. Frankly, trying to get that out. Um, he had a couple where you know, like found him in the corners. There were some movement threes and such. Alex, starting with you here. Is this just? who they are and that's what this is and and i need to just accept it or did the jazz do anything exceptional tonight that made this more difficult for miami to get the victory
4: no i don't think they did anything exceptional by any means i think you got absolutely cooked by larry Markinen and simone uh just i was trying to do some rough math there as you were talking um you got 22 combined made field goals between those two guys and yes, marketing is, you know, he, he's, he made the all-star team. So it's to be expected from him at this point, he's their first option, but wow. He absolutely cooked the heat to turn him to the tune of 38 points. And then uh, Fontecchio gave you 23 off the bench. Like that tells you a lot about where their defense has been or rather hasn't been right for the past little while. I think they look like I'm trying not to sound like a broken record at some point and I'm saying it in a different way than I have in other pods, but Like, they look like a team going through the motions. We talked about this on Playback earlier throughout the game. If you guys haven't checked that out yet, you should, by the way. Playback.com slash five on the floor, I believe, is the right link. Um, You know, we've been doing it for pretty much every game at this point, and we're having a good time on there talking uh, with each other. But also, uh, you know, not necessarily about the game, but, you know, a lot of heat topics, it turns into an impromptu podcast at times, so everybody should check that out for sure. Um, But... Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. I just think this team defensively is not on point. And that's just kind of where they need to be in order to win games. I think, you know, you can get away with it versus, against the Jazz team, you know, kind of not being on point for four quarters. Because I think that's been the problem with them is that they, they'll, they'll have a couple of quarters where they look really good defensively. And then you have, like, for example, tonight, perfect example, as I pull it up now, 31 points given up to the Jazz in the second, 33 in the third, right? So... Just perfect examples of like, you know, um, I think this is the opposite of last game where they started and finished last game as far as first quarter and overtime with terrible defense. This game, it was the second and third quarter. Right. The Defense kind of tailed off. So, you know, at least they closed it out. I just think like that is the exact indicator for them and just kind of what the season has turned out to be. It seems like they're going through the motions like, again, they're bored with the process. I really do think it's the perfect way to sum it up. I'm going to keep going back to that Jimmy quote because the process includes them being on point with the rotations and they know where they need to be. It's not a it's not a matter of, um, you know, get in the film room and figure out these where these defensive breakdowns are coming from. We know where they're coming from. It's from guys not being where they need to. And it's one thing to be the team that gives up, you know, um, I think like the second or third most open threes. But some of these are so wide open that there's no closeout incoming. Like they're, they're supposed to be uh, moving on a string. And that is lacking for several points throughout the game. That is the only way they can win. So luckily tonight you got your 14 threes, but you know, and and you really destroyed them from a free throw perspective. You doubled them up in free throw attempts, and you they did actually what they needed to in the turnover perspective. But I'll, I'll give you that. But they got out rebounded by a lot again. I don't know why that's been happening more often uh, since they acquired two bigs. That's a little weird to me. But <laughs> yeah. you know, tonight was a night where they were able to kind of you know, not be on point and we're able to get away with it with the way that they closed out.
1: And Utah's a bad team. And, you know, to your point, uh, the jazz control. I mean, it's the- two playing teams. That's true. I know just parody is a weird thing for the NBA. Cause I do not consider Utah to be that great of a team, Brian. Um, the other, so we're going to stay here. The, the heat are coming off of a win tonight. And I think, um, We are going to get into some of the positives. They shot 41% from three. They did only turn the ball over 13 times. Those are good things, right? But there was a word Alex mentioned, slippage. And since the All-Star break, Bam Adebayo has looked like he's been subject to slippage. And I obviously have been labeled the most outright Bam Adebayo apologist. So I can't assess this without bias. So I come to you, Brian Fonseca. Tell me what the hell is going on with Bam Adebayo since he got back from the break. Is there anything you see differently happening for him offensively? Is he not getting the same looks with Kevin Love there? Because I think that that could be something to, to continue to watch. And we talked about on Playback. Interested to pick your brain on what's going on with Bam Adebayo specifically. Because like, here's the thing about it, and then I I really uh, want to get your perspective, is that – like. He's going through these stretches where it's not just that he's playing bad, but also like that crazy, flat out, just blanket you effort doesn't seem to be there. And so that concerns me. Does it concern you?
3: I think the thing is like what I'm seeing, he's not really getting his in a way that he was earlier in the year you feel like you had a lot of possessions where he would go get that mid-range jumper. Um, you saw it a lot against in that Knicks game in particular and a bunch of other instances where he would just go and take guys one-on-one. And, you know, that's not something you want to do all the time, but you want to see that in spurts, right? And he's not really getting to that as much. He had that one run in the third quarter because he was at five points for a minute. He was he had that run wor- one run in the third quarter where he sort of took over the game a little bit offensively for the Heat. But I think now... Jimmy has reached a new level after the All Star break. And this team has to do a better job consistently. And we've been talking about this for a while of getting them both going at the same time. You know, you'd almost have it be your turn, my turn, as opposed to it's Jimmy's game and then it's Bam's game or whatever the case may be. Right. (laughs) So I think ultimately, you need to figure out a way to you know make that work again i don't think that there are chemistry issues from the standpoint of like disdain or anything like that as we've discussed i just mainly think like you know play style is not like an ideal fit all the time but they've gotten to conference finals two conference finals and one finals uh with that anyway and i really think around jimmy and bam you just got to improve the role players so that's really where we're at um as far as it pertains to that situation. And ultimately, I just think he needs to find his spots. Um, You know, as Jimmy is starting to take over a little bit more and be more assertive and not just take more shots, but get to the free throw line even more. Um, Bam has to figure out ways to get his, and they have to figure out ways to obviously get him looks when he's struggling to do that. And I do think that'll come before the end of the season, because I don't think it's going to be this. And, you know, you don't want to see him continue to put up games where he's just putting up 10 shots and, You know, not getting to the free throw line, uh, you know, at the same or a similar volume as where Jimmy is. He did he did get eight free throw attempts, which is ideal. But just in general, you want to see that along with the field goal attempts, uh, pretty high.
1: I still think Bam's going to turn it around. He's not part of the problem. Yeah, this offensive stuff obviously hasn't looked great to start, but I think that they're trying to figure some team things out. And he's one of the first guys that I think would throw his individual statistics and even the thought of how to accumulate them completely out the window in favor of what needs to be done for the team. And people will say I'm making excuses for Bam Adebayo, and you know what? Maybe I am, and that's all right because this uh, season has been tough and I'm riding with my guy. And uh, as we watch these games at Orlando – With the loss or against Utah in a game where they trailed and then they finally get a clutch win. I bet a lot of you are being driven to drink by these close games. And when life gets salty, make yourself a margarita. But when life gets water damage. And then you get mold, call Water Cleanup of Florida. When disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast and reliable service. Water Cleanup of Florida understands how an unexpected property damage can overtake your life or business. Don't stress and allow our 60 years of combined experience handle restoration projects and from start to finish. Michael, Robert, George, and the rest of the team That Water Cleanup of Florida are prepared to handle any disaster of any size, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Water Cleanup of Florida is fully licensed, insured, and provides the one-stop shopping the busy homeowners and business owners require. Their objective is to make the Cleanup and insurance process painless and hassle-free. Service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach County. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Again, that's 954-579-0356. Visit their website, wcufl.com. You can follow them. Uh, Check out their Google reviews, over 75 five-star reviews, water cleanup of Florida.
2: If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat.
0: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
2: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, Everything just makes sense.
0: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
2: Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com expires april 30th one-time use only not valid with other discounts remember visit fivehourenergy.com and use code 5he travel to save 20 percent
1: so gabe's a positive he played well tonight uh alex uh when you see gabe vincent play like this I tend to think that this is probably a situation where Kyle won't get inserted back into the starting lineup. I probably have said differently, so now I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here, but I think that they're ultimately going to leave him off the bench. Do you agree with me, or do you think that this is a situation where um, Kyle will eventually start, despite Gabe having a good game like he did tonight?
4: Yeah, I think for now, Gabe is probably going to stay the starter, but I'm not sure, man. I, I'm, I was surprised um, that they – uh, went back with Gabe as a starter when Kyle came back, not because I don't think he can't do it or anything, but I was kind of with you that it just seemed like the easiest way to go um, was to just bring Kyle back in there. And like I've said, I've, I've said on the last pod, like if you're going to be showing and recovering uh, with Kevin Love out there, I think Lowry has more size and it's just a smarter help defender than Gabe, you know, cause you, you don't need him actually navigating screens out there since they're not dropping or anything like that. So I think defensively it's more feasible than maybe we would have thought with the way that he was defending earlier this season. It kind of plays more into his strengths. Um, other than that, I, I think, like I said before, and like I've said on many pods at this point, you know, they could really use some of his ball handling off the bench. And, you know, when when Jimmy's not on the floor, like you got to figure out some of those bench lineups. And I think he's looked solid. These past two games that he's actually played, I, I think he's been all right, you know. Um, you could ask for more which is fine. I just have my expectations in a certain place right now where you just want him to be a good role player for you. I think that's what it's come down to. That's the way that they've played him all season. They've de-emphasized his uh, role, completely de-emphasized his um, ball handling, his usage, however you want to put it. Um, so playing off the bench and, and getting some of those reps back there, I think makes sense to try to get some of that floor, gen- floor, Jesus, floor general value that you thought you were going to get. From Kyle Lowry. So I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. He needs to keep making shots and set things up for guys when, you know, the best player is not on the floor. Um, Other than that, I think it's just more about figuring out the lineups and the rotations more than who starts, right? I think it's figuring out who your most consistent closers are outside of Jimmy Tyler Bam and then most likely probably Caleb is your fourth. So try to figure that out. Try to figure out the lineups and rotations. Other than that, I just wanted to point out some things that I thought were really interesting because you mentioned early on in, in in the show, and sorry for going on so long here. I know both times I've spoken, I've, yeah, I'm not shutting up, but I think these numbers are interesting. Since the All-Star break, the Heat are 22nd in, de- in defensive rating. Ugh. These numbers don't include tonight's game. It hasn't updated yet. But, um, yeah, 22nd in defensive rating and also 23rd in offensive rating since the All-Star break, despite um, their shooting in the month of March being 38% before tonight's game where they also shot well. So, you know, even with the shooting coming up a little bit in the past little while, their offense has still not been good. And a huge reason for that. And I thought this was even more of an indicator. Right. We're talking about indicators of when their effort is there or not. 26 in turnover percentage, just all Star break. They were a top 11, top 10 kind of all season. Yeah. As far as handling, handling the ball. They're elite at forcing turnovers, but we're good to very good in taking care of the ball all season since the all Star break. They're the worst team. Uh, They're worse in turnovers out of all the good teams. The only teams below them are bottom feeders, you know, to be frank about it. So those are some of the things that I think bother you because they're supposed to be great with the turnover margin. You know, they're second in forcing those turnovers. They're doing a great job with that part of it, but they're not doing a good job taking care of the ball. So I think Kyle definitely, you know, him being reinserted um, could definitely help you there. And the rebounding has been worse since the all-star break. So, you know, some bigs
1: and the rebounding gets worse, of course. Right.
4: Yeah. It seems like both like their, their offense and defense has somehow gotten worse, even though there's more threes falling down. Like, I don't feel better about the offense because these threes are falling down and and if it it feels like we thought we would, but we, when you watch the game, you see the process. It's it feels like a lot of playoff basketball where Jimmy ends up bailing you out and you're just hoping guys make shots. And you know what, Jimmy bailing them out in the half court. Like if that's what it takes in the playoffs, that's
1: fine, Brian. But at this point, like, um, Oladipo had moments tonight. Kyle had even some relief threes late. Uh, Oladipo had a spot up three. So those were like moments, but to air, it's a, made three threes. Did he really? Okay. I'm wrong. Um, uh, I was about to call you Eric for some reason, which is completely weird. Alex, as he alluded to, like the variance with, with shooting is not what we can hang our hat on. And I look at the at the four-minute mark or so, Jimmy Butler and Bam had a uh, play that resulted in a turnover. Um, the Heat called a timeout after the Jazz went up two. They come out. They get into their late-game stuff. And I'm interested, do you think that we're going to see – them continue to evolve to this one-on-one like Jimmy's kind of taken over in these last few games because that's like what I guess he maybe perceives he needs to do to drag them to the finish line or do you think when you see Tyler Hero hit that big three tonight that maybe they can find a way to make this work for more than just Jimmy cuz right now like from the fans perspective but I think also like us who Um, Are not just watching it as fans rooting But also trying to analyze what's happening It looks a little bit like Jimmy's out there on an island And so um, I'm interested What you think Jimmy How his approach will be As they play Memphis coming up And then you know essentially uh, Need to wrap this schedule uh, And play really really well To even get a shot to get out of the play-in
3: Well they shot 41% from 3 As a team tonight but Ultimately, they haven't been shooting the ball well. And then it's like, what are your options late? (laughs) Right. It's like it's going to fall on Jimmy Butler, unfortunately, unless Bam is able to get it going to, you know, the last point we were making earlier in the show. So I think with Jimmy, it's like it might be your best option on a lot of nights just for him to just carry you down the stretch. But this is, again, not the Miami Heat basketball. They should be playing in March. Usually you save that for May (laughs) with Jimmy actually needs to do that. But at this point, it's not really working. And, you know, you kind of have to go through this earlier. But ultimately, like, we're now 70 games into the season. We all pretty much know where this is headed uh, regardless. And I don't mean to make it sound like the last 12 games don't matter. But I think regardless, we know that this team has a hard ceiling. We know where this is headed in terms of the summer. Uh, Not exactly where it's going to land, but we know where it's headed in terms of reshaping the entire roster around Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo uh assuming that you know Bam Adebayo like doesn't fall off a cliff at the end and then people start asking questions about him I do not anticipate that's going to be the case
1: uh those shows are going to be tough for me to do uh the ODM performance solution of the night as I look to the Miami Heat uh for me it uh, I'm hanging my hat on the shooting. Uh, there's not many nights where I've got to point to the ODM performance solution of the night being the shooting 14 of 34 from downtown, 41% from three that is led by uh, Jimmy. One of two Gabe, four of six Kevin love two of five. I'll give that to him. Uh, Depot three of four Kyle Lowry, two of four uh, Max Strus missed both threes, miss missed both threes. He took, and he only played seven Minutos. So I think that that is something that we're going to continue to watch. Uh, and when we talk about ODM Performance Solutions, this is a company that can help you find work. They work with notable banks, law firms, even supermarkets nationwide. If you're in Dade, Broward, or Boca, and you're looking for one of those positions in one of those following industries, reach out to George or Josh at 954-4340634. Again, that's George or Josh at ODM Performance 954-4340634, or email at info at odmpsi.com. Again, this is for CNI lenders, CNI Credit business development officers, branch managers, and also supermarkets. Nope, banks, law firms, all of those. They got you covered. If you need a job, reach out to them. ODM Performance Solutions, 954-434-0634. Gentlemen, final words on the Utah Jazz, Miami Heat uh, game that resulted in a Heat victory um, and anything, one thing, one short-winded thing to look ahead to against Memphis.
4: Me and Brian looking like the Heat offense right now, just passing it back to each other, hoping one of us does something. I mean, look, it's just tough to say anything else, right? Like, we spent all season seeing this team, and the way that it's played out, it's just, you know, brutally predictable. And like Brian said, we know where this is going. So, it's you know, it's it's tough because we still got to do so many more podcasts, right? (laughs) But I think as far as this game I don't know how much more there is to say. Like, you let a, you let some dudes get cooking. We've seen it time and time again in this past little stretch. And they really got to tune it up. Like, they got to tune up their defense because if they're not getting – I mean, they're already not great at getting stops in the half court when they're not forcing turnovers, but it's gotten worse. And that is not – that is the opposite of what should be happening in March as your team that supposedly is trying to get out of the plane. I just – at this point, I don't know how much they care. They had to, to take care
1: of the ball, Alex. That had to happen for this all to work. Keep going.
4: No, I mean, I I just don't know how much this team cares about, you know, getting out of the plane. I think at this point, it's just like, oh, if it happens, it happens. I, I, that's kind of the attitude I get from them. It's like, yeah, it'd be cool to get out and not have to play the extra game or two or whatever it is, but I don't. It doesn't seem like they care that much. If the the fact that some of those, the, the wheels have fallen off here defensively is what really trips me out. Because, yeah, shots falling is cool, but it's like that's supposed to be your strength, and now you're worse at getting stops, and, yeah, you're incorporating um, too big, so that factors in, but it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. So their defense wasn't atrocious tonight, but that's, to me, the main thing. We, we know who they are offensively. We know they're not good at getting to the rim or finishing at the rim. We know they're not good at shooting threes. There's only so much you can do with this roster construction what they have is gimmicky and they have to lean into that but it can't just be about forcing turnovers that you actually have to get stops when you're not forcing turnovers that's my hot take and get up more than nine shots at the rim i would say all I'm going to say is just win some damn games. Like,
3: <laughs> right. that's ultimately what it comes down to, right? You have Utah, you have uh, you had Utah, you beat them, you have Memphis now, you're going to be at Chicago, at Detroit, then home against the Knicks. Um, I mean, and home against the Nets right after the Knicks and Nets. I'm not gonna say that's their season because their season was the home trip, the home trip, the home stand where they had six games and they split three and three. Honestly, I think that they're gonna finish seventh at this point. So like, whatever. I think they're they're gonna finish in play, and play in. The books have a minus three hundred to do so, and I think that's where this is gonna be headed. They'll beat Atlanta and they'll face Boston, and Boston doesn't want to see Jimmy Butler in a seven game series. Bill Simmons keeps saying that to other people, so I think that's where this is headed.
1: I think that that is uh, very eloquently put and a good way to end the show. Thank you for joining us. We will have you covered for all subsequent heat games, including on playback as we continue to have watch parties there. Have you covered on the five reasons sports YouTube channel and podcast shout out to our sponsors, prize picks, a aggressive insurance, ODMPSI.com and water cleanup of Florida. Good night.